Listen to WGN Radio's newest podcast, Behind the Badge, Illinois, hosted by David Hochberg. Behind the Badge, Illinois, views current events through the eyes of Illinois law enforcement leaders. Tune in. Visit WGNRadio.com slash Behind the Badge. Chicago's Afternoon News, 720 WGN. Alderman Brendan Riley, 42nd Ward. Were you there when the mayor made her announcement about the 10-year contract with Lala? No, I missed the mayor's announcement, actually. <laughs> and what do you think about a 10-year contract with Lala? Uh, you know, they had one, um, their first go-around, with a five-year extension. And, you know, I heard you guys talking about this a little earlier. This is one of those instances where actually a 10-year contract makes some sense. Um, but the hope, then, is if it's a longer-term contract, you're going to score some public victories on infrastructure improvements, park maintenance and restoration after the event is over, um, those sorts of things. If, if you know they're going to have a home there for a decade, they should help us improve that home a bit, um, especially so we can restore it as soon as they're, they're done using it. And one of the criticisms that park advocates and just general users of the park are making is that um, they don't necessarily object to Lollapalooza. They know it's a huge revenue generator for the city. It's very popular. Um, their concern is that the public is excluded from that park for quite some time after Lala um, is done because there has to be a lot of repair work done. These, these, these park grounds take incredible wear and tear. So uh, I think that is a legitimate concern. I think there are ways to uh, address those in a longer-term contract. Um, but um, that contract was uh, negotiated with the mayor's office in the park district and um, the local aldermen who represent constituencies impacted by it were not uh, a part of those negotiations. Well, Alderman, though, isn't the wear and tear almost part of the balance of a public park? I mean, the fact is there were probably more people in that public park last weekend than there will be for the rest of the summer. Well, that's, yeah, that's, I think that's a fair bet. Um, but again, you have to look at how many uh, weeks of the year do we have good weather to really truly enjoy Grant Park? versus how many weeks of the year is it cordoned off for private um, entry fee-related events. And there, I think there is a balance that needs to be struck. And, again, I'm, uh, I'm a fan of Lollapalooza. I think that they've been um, a, a net positive for the city of Chicago. I just like their help in, in doing better by the park. I think it's fair to say um, the only user of the park who is parking nearly 118-wheeler semis on it uh, is is Lollapalooza, um, not us enjoying it on on a regular weekend. So um, they do create wear and tear, and that's fine. It's expected, but we want them and they to, do pay for um, it because help, I know help. in in 2016 they paid over six hundred thousand dollars for park repair. So I think that yeah, they do. I've always appreciated that. Yeah, I again, I'm not here to criticize Lollapalooza one bit. I think I think it's good news that they're staying with the city of Chicago. I think other cities would love to have them. Um, but I would like us to try and take this as an opportunity to to get the uh, the longer term investments in the park done right. Um, Lollapalooza executives will, will will admit to you if you ask them uh, about the drainage situation in Grant Park. And over the years, we've been talking about that, and I've encouraged them, and they're open to. Um, making a longer-term investment in a drainage system there so that when it rains, uh, those those park spaces don't turn into huge mud pits um, that are exacerbated by events like Lala. So um, I think that's a step in the right direction, although I'd like to see 
um, some specific commitments to it. Because uh, I think that's good for Lollapalooza and for the city. It saves Lala a lot of sodding costs um, every single year um, and improves the park the rest of the year for, for the city taxpayers. So those are the kinds of win-wins I think you can achieve in a well-negotiated contract. And so how do you feel about the NASCAR contract then? Well, I couldn't tell you because no one's seen it. Um, oh. and, and that's and that's problematic. Um Again, uh, similar kind of situation. I don't have an issue with the potential user. It's the process by which um, approvals have been given. And unfortunately, in each of these instances, uh, the Lightfoot administration has kept the local aldermen, there's three of us, in the dark on these things. And so um, that's not in the best interest of public transparency or or the taxpayer's best interest. Um, These should be public conversations. And if NASCAR is truly a great opportunity for the city, and it may very well be. Um, Well, let's air that out publicly and really understand the nuts and bolts of the deal. Um, But we've been getting, you know, dribbles and drabbles of that over the last week. Um, And Crane's Chicago business just revealed last week that it would be a a complete two-week shutdown of the park yet again, um, right after, or right, sorry, right before uh, Lollapalooza. So, um, that was a revelation that that was not initially disclosed the length of time we'd, we'd lose the park. So, you know, that's, um, that's concerning. I do hope that they will make public, uh, all of those key details of the contract. So the public can, can judge for themselves, whether this is a good, a good deal or not. The, this uh, is Alderman, uh, Brendan Riley. He represents the 42nd ward. We're talking about Lala and NASCAR and Steve. I know you had a question. I did. Uh, Superintendent, I was kind of a tourist this past week and lived in the 43rd ward and just kind of hung out and, um, you know, just soaked in so much of the city that I love. And, and, you know, I sit here day by day and talk about all the terrible things that are going on. So it, it was, it was refreshing. And I, I bring that up in light of the fact that the superintendent today says homicides were down 38% last month. Um, uh, the 1,100 guns recovered. Carjackings continue to increase. But what is your, how are we doing when it comes to violence in this city? It, it, honestly, it depends on what class of, of crime and in what area of the city. Um, there are parts of the city where the crime stats are heading in the right direction and the department's making some some serious ground, which is really encouraging to see. Um, but there are other parts of the city that have not traditionally struggled with violent crime and you know, gun crime specifically that are seeing it in unprecedented numbers, like, like the ward that I represent in downtown Chicago. Um, so you know, I think certainly data is important uh, at the police department. We're a data-driven police department. Um, but as you all know, um, data can be massaged to tell all sorts of different stories. Um, I'm not disputing the year-over-year numbers, but let's remember, last year was one of the most violent years we had since ni- the 1970s. Um, so I'm encouraged, but uh, we're certainly by, by no means uh, winning that war. Um, and uh, again, in the high tourist areas and in the hospitality districts, um, in and around downtown and in the South Loop, um, we're struggling with gun violence like we've never seen. Um, so, you know, that's a resource issue. Um, for quite some time, a lot of the tactical resources have been focused on the highest crime areas of the city traditionally. Um, clearly, that's been making a dent. Um, but you're seeing downtown neighborhoods now making the high crime lists that, that they never did historically. And so you're seeing it shift around. And, and again, um, you're seeing a, a lot more criminal activity, activity in areas where traditionally you wouldn't.
And Alderman, uh, what about the pedicabs? You've got like a minute, minute and a half left. Um, where do you stand on those? You're you're opposed to them, are you not? I'm not opposed to pedicabs as a vehicle to transport passengers. I'm I'm, I'm opposed to the way they've been operating lately. Um, and again, it's a, it's a big industry, with a lot of people in it. And I know some people in it who do a really great professional job and take it seriously and obey the rules of the road. But then there are a whole bunch of rogue operators who don't even bother to get their city license. who are out there just kind of winging it. And when you've got, you know, nine or 10 of these pedicabs parked on a sidewalk meant for pedestrians, um, that forces the pedestrians into the lane of traffic. And, uh, that's not what we're, we have sidewalks for. Um, blasting the music on, on the corners, catering to curbside parties where the kids are drinking out of their cars. Uh, all that kind of activity is a major quality of life nuisance. And if, if we could get the pedicab operators to step up and quiet down a bit and be a little bit more professional, I think we could find a right balance where we can coexist happily. But when they continue to create these gluts, uh, on important right of way for pedestrians, and we've got folks with mobility issues, and we have blind people trying to navigate, navigate our sidewalks. That becomes a real issue. Mm-hmm. So um, I'd rather that I'd rather I'd rather them shape up. Um, I'm not looking to ban pedicabs, um, but uh, recently uh, Navy Pier did ask um, that that we uh, help them prohibit pedicabs from staging at the pier because it's prolific. There are so many. Navy Pier does not know where to stack and put them. And so, you know, their bike advocates disappointed with that. I told Navy Pier I'd introduce the legislation. It was incumbent on Navy Pier to push for it. Um, it's their initiative really more than it is mine. Alderman uh, Riley, thank you for joining us. Uh, one last thing, 10 seconds left. Does she get reelected? Sure. Oh, gosh, you're asking the wrong guy, and it's really early. <laughs> Seven months left in an election season? That's an eternity. you got two seconds left. Go. <laughs> <laughs> Does she get your endorsement? Oh, come on, guys. I thought I was going to get off the... I'm not, making, I'm not making any endorsements today. I can promise you that. <laughs> uh, thanks for joining us. Thanks for having fun. We appreciate you appearing on Chicago's Afternoon News. Okay, guys. Take care. Steve has your news next on 720 WGN. Lisa Dent, WGN.